Not Kual. Kual. Not not Kual. Not Kual. Night Quills. Narwhal? Narnias. Narwhal. Hello and welcome to Pet Food Beta, Gamer Escapes podcast, bringing you the biscuit on all things Final Fantasy XI news, community, and more. My name is Vivi. I'm Moroku. And we're back with another fun-filled episode of Pet Food Beta. It's really fun-filled. It is really fun-filled. Filled with fun. Filled with fun. Well, it's better than being filled with something that rhymes with fun. Already? Wow, I'm impressed. Not even a minute I, in. And... To be fair, I have a week to make up. For, I have, like, a week to make up for. A week-ish? <sighs> something like that? Yeah, let's go with that. Well, an episode. A biscuit. Yes, a biscuit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the news. Uh, oh, actually, hang on for one okay. second. Um, I have to issue a formal apology, and this is probably one of the very few times, see in parentheses, one of the many times, I will be forced to apologize on this show, in that I was wrong about the Ergon weapons. <laughs> yes, yes you were. Yes. <sighs> okay, with that out of the way... Apology accepted. Uh, if you are apologizing to me, I'm not sure. Oh, no, not to you, but to the general public. I'll you know. apologize, or I'll accept the apology on behalf of the general public at large. I'm pretty sure they thank me for it, so yeah. Okay. News. Uh, the next version update is scheduled for mid-June, which is coming up a couple of weeks or so. Probably after E3, because they'll be busy then and not really announce anything, but they're just going to be busy in general. So, yeah. you think the 11 team is busy during E3? Oh, uh, well, the, the development team? Probably not, but all the people that translate the posts are. Uh, gotcha. Just, yeah, the community yeah. team is shared. I forget that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Okay, so what we can look forward to, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, well, I guess we'll go down the list, and yes. we'll wait for my dog to stop digging a hole in the carpet before we proceed. <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah. Daisy, can you wait until after the show to do that? Talk about Meeble Burrows. I know, right? Uh, so news with the next version update. First thing is, and they announce these kind of every day. They, they've been doing this the past few months, um, just kind of announcing one day at a time details about the next version update, which is pretty cool um, and appreciated. I kind of miss like the big sort of like surprises that happen on the version update days, though. Uh, like, I li- like I liked how um, uh, they sort of would allude to, oh, hey, Ninja and White Mage, they're going to get an update. And then the day the update hits, it's like, yo, and then the other one so it's like a flit of solace and misery and everybody loses their mind because they're amazing my only issue with that is sometimes important things get lost in the shuffle like the tunga adjustment i think we've talked about this <laughs> yeah yeah um things like that just kind of get slipped in yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah or the hey violent flourish doesn't work anymore right and now, they're, and now they're actually sort of examining the issue because it's like oh it's certain players and not you know widespread because the thing had been happening with blue magic the entire time like um the entire time with um i think it was like barbed crescent or something barbed crescent or billion yeah. and a few other spells we actually have that in the the dev tracker notes uh they commented on that this week so we'll, we'll touch oh, on wow. that a little later <laughs> so first thing is alter ego and fellow adjustments alter egos will be able to be called forth while in parties with other players this is pretty cool i'm actually excited about this yeah this is nice for when 
you have five out of six you're looking to do skirmish with, and all you need is like a bard or a healer. You know, not oh, that I, I would rely on a, a, not that I would necessarily rely on an NPC as a healer, but as a bard, maybe. You know, well, it's it's nice because they don't take um away from your exp or anything that you would get, right? That's true. So you and like three friends could be like, hey, let's go get some capacity points. I'm doing a weird quirky arm motion right now to give people a visualization that looks like I'm sort of running. That could actually make getting capacity points in a party setting a lot less of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, you know, keep in mind you can have Sakura and the Moogle summoned. So, you know, if you just want to get four people together and have those two NPCs out, um, that'll also boost your combat skill and give a party-wide geo regen and geo refresh buff that stacks with actual geo regen and geo refresh and refresh and regen. Well, yeah, but nobody's taking the geo anywhere anyway. Unless you're a geo and you want to get capacity points. <sighs> Capacity points bother me. I'll get into that later, though. All right. So that's pretty cool. I'm 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 excited about that. I know there's the the flip side. Of it. I'll play devil's advocate for a second. Um, where some people will uh, complain that you know it takes away from from the game. Where you know by being able to to call NPCs with players, it, it makes the game less of a MMO. But the little secret is there's less people playing the game now. So yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's, there's parts of me that really sort of like the idea of it, because I think it's great, and it's really kind of cool that you're able to sort of nuke alongside Shantoto, but I do agree with the critics where it doesn't feel as much. Like, it, I will admit that, like, Eleven's been still gradually losing its magic over the years, and it feels less like Eleven now than it ever has, but... I don't know. I miss the charm of agonizingly seeking party in Valkram Dunes. <laughs> yeah, there is some... Uh, I, I kind of caught the very tail end of that. So I, I think I joined right as parties stopped, you know, forming in there and Quifum and the jungle even. Like yeah. right before they introduced Grounds of Valor is when I started playing. You know, I, I got to experience a little bit of that. And I will admit that that was some of the most fun that I had playing. And and I don't know if it's necessarily the, the grind as much as it is not knowing what else is out there. Well, I think it's a little bit of both because uh, my favorite experiences that sort of just harken back in my mind were the fights and stuff that took a long time. Like, I did a three-hour cure in once in 2006, 2007, something like that. That sounds about right. And uh, that was one of the best times I had in my game because, you know, we did a cure with people that weren't the best geared from COP stuff. We pretty much just had sky gear and we had maybe 12 people, not even, which was kind of pseudo unheard of. Man, so, yeah. The only thing close to that that I did was a full two hour pandemonium warden back at level 80 cap, I think, 85 cap. Yeah. And I did it with a casual, like, social link show. And it was one of the worst experiences playing this game. <laughs> ever because it was not only just the full 18 people that we had a an additional six six person party of blue mages and oh my god that sounds amazing and a additional solo or duo group of healers and dds to take the ads out um it was fun at for at first but then when we didn't win <laughs> yeah that's and we the... gathered for like an hour and a half before we actually popped it it was just like at the end of it it was just so draining i was like uh i'm not playing this game for a week you know right 
Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Old times, fun stuff. Alter egos, good, good direction. Yeah. The other note for this topic is that alter egos will now be able to be called in the following areas in content. So any battlefield that requires a macrocosmic or microcosmic orb that you would you'd do those for the papers for reforging gear. Okay, that's awesome. I did not see that line. Yes. That is awesome. Because, Very helpful, especially for the yeah. 109 stuff. I think it's relatively easy to get a group together to do Archangels, but it doesn't seem like there's as many shouts for macrocosmic or microcosmic, or if there is, they take forever to fill up. See, it might just be um, the opposite on um, Asura, at least, but uh, for us, yeah, it's, just that it's the opposite. Like, I've n- most people um, end up just going with, like, you know, four rangers, a healer, and a paladin for the uh, individual Archangel stuff yeah. from their own shell, and any shout groups that you do see it usually is for the macro or the macro so either way it's still kind of okay the other areas are battlefields accompanying seekers of battle in missions skirmish content in the following areas rala certus um, yorshia wield and uh, outer rakaznar and then normal field and dungeon obuka area so basically everywhere in obuka except for towns yeah uh, here's a question though did they already make it so you can summon them in Ottergon areas the yeah you can except not the battlefields but yeah you can summon the npcs in otter gone wings of the goddess uh pretty much everywhere except dynamis abyssia or other battlefield type content okay because i've been out of commission for a while because yay no graphics card and stuff yeah and also an excuse to read a ton of books lair reeves in your shia wield mariami ravine Kamir drifts outer rakas nara will undergo the following adjustments respond delay will be decreased from 15 minutes to five minutes uh, that is, that's for layers, not for okay. colonization. Right. Uh, layers, are, I believe, are always avoidable. Yeah, they never block your path. Well, the, you might have to go like a, a janky way around it, but yeah. Well, you can run through it. That is true, but they get the, uh, you get the, not, not status animal, but you get the block from participating in another, though, if you leave it. Right, but it's, it doesn't prevent you from getting somewhere, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. The Lair HP, Intermediary Rewards, Experience, and Bald gains from successful completion will increase the deeper into the area the Reeve is located. So um, what that tells me is if you just need to do it to fulfill a coalition quest or whatever, you can get the ones that are closer to the waypoints. But if you're actually going to try and maybe get uh, skirmish rewards or whatever, I think they're adding new drops to these. Uh, It looks like you'll have to actually adventure a little deeper in which that's good i think yes. that's one of the things that's missing from the adeline areas well i think individual zone music and you know less repetitive repetitive that's totally a word less sort of um copy pasted areas like uh yeah they're kind of missing more so but, but that's it, a whole nother show i think i think uh one of the you know things we've talked about on the show is the lack of just lottery spawn nms in <laughs> the Adeline areas makes it feel like there's not much of a reason to explore these areas. Not that this solves that completely, but I think it helps feel, bring back a little bit of that sense of adventure. 
Mm. Like the deeper you explore, the greater the chances that you'll get interesting rewards. Right. Um, colonization Reeves in Yorshia Weald, Mariami Ravine, Kamir Drifts, Doe Gates, Woe Gates, Outer Rakas Nar will undergo the following adjustments. Reef terrain obstacle HP will be decreased. Reef terrain obst- obstacles will take more damage. And intermediary rewards, experience, bald gains for successful completion will be increased. Does that mean that the, we're going to get drops before completion of a reef? That's what it sounds like. Maybe. Because, I mean, you get the little um, things as you progress through, or it's like, hey, you get, uh, like, you know, 100 bale here, 100 bale there, yeah. um, in the middle of it before you get the big sort of wad at the end. So, I could sort of see that. I wonder if it'll, it'll work where, well, I guess it could either work where your awarded drops during those evaluations, or if you're awarded drops for defeating monsters or obstacles. That could be interesting. It could be kind of cool if um, monsters in the actual reef itself would drop the capes and put them into a pool. Yeah. That would be really nice, because I've got, you know, ninja capes all day, every day, instead of anything that's useful, for yep. me at least, so... So that'll be interesting. The other thing is that non-accessory weapons and armor items of level 115, yeah, 115 dropped by Nakuals. Nakuals? How do you say that? Those. Yeah, I say Nakual. Nakual. Is there a Q in there? I feel like there should be a Q in it's there. It's K-U-A-L. Nakual. Kual. Nakual. Nakual. Nyquils. Narwhal? Narnias. Narwhal. Uh... What was I saying? Yes, thank you. uh, Augmentation. Non-accessory weapons and armor of item level 115 dropped by the Wildkeeper Reeves bosses will now be eligible for augmentation. What does non-accessory mean? Non-accessory weapons. Yeah. That seems like bad translation. It's not good. I'm going to see if they updated the post because accuracy is our forte. Well, okay. If if we swap the words around just a second, weapons and non-accessory armor, that makes a little more sense okay yeah head body hands legs feet and <laughs> weapons uh while you breathing not earrings rings okay possible capes yeah just uh okay <clears throat> junior vision update augments to weapons and armor that can be obtained remain 115 yeah they changed it back okay yeah so weapons and armor so visible pieces probably that's a better uh, yeah yeah so that's interesting i wonder if we'll finally be able to get decks on our legs now maybe uh and the way that it works is the paragon line of key items obtainable from the various bosses will be required for augmenting these items and be consumed in the process so it sounds like you'll have to keep doing it's another reason to keep doing wilds keeper if you want to augment stuff i'm okay with that because... i'm okay with that too yeah. Now that they only take in, you know, 45 minutes to an hour at most. I mean, as long as, as long as it's like, hey, I want to update the B pants. I only need the B key item. That'll be fine. If I need like all six or seven of them or whatever is going to happen after the next update, then I'll be pissed. But. Well, they have a little more information here. Uh, it says available augmentations will vary by the Paragon item with a total of six per item. Three of these augmentations will be shared and three will be unique. So it sounds like... Uh, they might give you j- just random example and they didn't say these or anything like maybe all of them could potentially give you double attack plus a certain percentage but only the b would give you agility plus or or evasion plus right you know what i mean uh which i could see them doing since they all have an elemental affinity which also has a stat affinity right i remember seeing a screenshot or like a picture of this with like an example augment i'm trying to find it somewhere keep talking uh, the other note that they have about this is that my dog is again digging a hole. 
Oh, it just means she's getting ready to lay down, so I'll give her a second. What's your carpet made out of rocks? Jesus. Are you done, Daisy? Uh, man, you would never know that we went for a long walk before we recorded this. Long. All right, so the other note that they have here is that should players be unsatisfied with these choices, they will be able to use another Paragon item to change to a different set. So that's how I'm kind of seeing it. It's like uh, it, there's going to be a certain random shared group. Okay, wait, I found what I was thinking of. It was speculatory. So, okay. yeah. Or speculative, excuse me. Yeah. So that sounds like a yet another augmentation system, but yet another augmentation system that is somewhat predictable which is fine yeah yeah i'm okay with that yeah. good lord daisy isn't it she hates me. you done <laughs> man <laughs> yeah yeah all right so the next thing on oh the list. yes um, go ahead okay players will be able to choose two augmentations one shared and one unique so it sounds like that if you're choosing them you get to choose the shared one maybe so you're able to get like dex or agility or something on that piece Oh, that might be. I didn't interpret yeah. it that way. Yeah, because when I see that, um, where it's choose. Yeah, I bet all of them will include at least like HP and MP plus or something. Right, but, but if you're able to get your base stat where, hey, I'm a blue mage, but I want to get, you know, super uber strength on this because it works for A, blue mage, and B, dark knight. I don't know if they share gear or not in certain pieces. Like, that could be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You could choose that over, like, you know, charisma. Yeah, I have a feeling that a Chuka will be spammed quite a lot. Yeah, which will be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, all right, so the next topic from the news is the easing of mission and quest restrictions. Uh, battlefields that occur as part of the Seeker's mission storyline will have the minimum number of players reduced for required participation from three to one. And that goes for Behind the Sluices, Stonewalled, and the Gates. Which is great, because I need to get caught up soon. Yay! That's nice. Um, I will say this, though. At least Behind the Sluices, uh, it's going to be really tricky to solo that, I think, even now, if you have a decked out, like, 119 job. Oh, that's funny. I, I'm kind of... How should I put it? I shouldn't be alive in the game, technically. I've done things with groups of people that take, you know, theoretically 18. We've done it with four or six or something just it's we we somehow just managed to do it like like we should just buy lotto tickets it does not make sense our luck with this stuff <laughs> we don't we do not get drops but we get the titles from the, the monsters. wins yeah. yeah um stonewall then the gates i think are a little easier than sluices um well, mainly because not listening uh, well, uh, I'm not. Well, like, how spoiler is it? No, it's not spoiler. It's okay. just, um, it's a little bit of strategy. Um, Stonewalled and the gates involve uh, almost just defeating a lot of mobs. Okay. And Sluices um, involves defeating uh, fewer mobs that are a lot tougher. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pay attention to me! Rawr! <laughs> Good lord. Come here. <laughs> Say hi to Joe. Say hi. Can you speak? <laughs> Ugh. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> it's fine. What were we just talking about? The um, oh, the battlefields, were, you, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're easier to get into. Easier yeah. to get into, and if you're allowed to summon your um, your fellows and whatnot, I think that'll be fine. I'm I'm all for nerfing um, difficulty on storyline based content. Like I'm not because you came in after COP was nerfed, which was kind of a big blow and kind of the start of the decline. Where uh, they used to be sort of among the harder fights, if not some of the hardest. Like I think the Tenzin fight was probably one of the well, hardest ones in the game. Well, but. Let me let me clarify what I just said. Um, yeah, I'm all about them nerfing it after it's been out for a little while, and I do mean a little while. Like it, it may be a little soon for this, mm. in my opinion. Um, yeah. But, you know, another six months out, I'd, I'd be all about it. Simply because there is something fun about the challenge of it when it's new. And being, like, I, one of the very first things I did was get to Leafalia when that update hit. And I just AFK'd there. <laughs> and when I came back, I got all these tells from people being like, where are you? And, like, people in my shell were fe- feverishly trying to do all the missions. And after they got, like, halfway caught up with them, that's when I finally told them, there's actually no mobs here. It's just a little town. Leafalia? Yeah, Leafalia. I'm not gonna be gonna. No, I don't want spoilers. Okay. Oh, wait, I found it because I used the Google. Okay, I'm good. We're good. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I mean, there's something fun about being the first, you know, when that stuff is new and having it being a challenge because you have the challenge of not only finding people to do it, but finding people that have also progressed as far as you have. Right. Cool. And they were doing it to some past uh, storyline quests also, I believe. Yes, right? thankfully. I'm actually going to do this one. Um, the events in Sin Hunting will be changed to occur regardless of the Vanadil time and phase of the moon. Sin Hunting is the artifact armor quest for a ranger. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. What the hell? I already did that. <laughs> <sighs> hey, man, that, that quest has been around for about eight or nine years, so I think I think it's I okay know. that they nerf it now. But still, it's like, uh, moon phase. Like... Moon phase and like time of day and stuff. I like the idea of it. I think it's great. But the thing is, is that depending on it, sometimes it's completely useless. Like the Fenner buffs, they're based on moon phase still and not just static amounts, which is really stupid. So is Prelune Embrace. Yeah. Although I think if correct me if I'm wrong, I think Prelune Embrace is also affected by cure potency. Yes, it is and healing magic. Yeah. But so. it's kind of MP inefficient anyway, so it's usually better to use uh, magic fruit because it doesn't cost 106 mp i should maybe change my macro <laughs> yeah magic fruit is so much better because you can get i think like two magic fruits off for the same price oh well, no you can get two magic fruits off for like you know uh 40 more mp or something like that but you restore enough to make up for it yeah and the casting time is a little lower too yeah and I think um, you can cast on other people. And Pelun, can you do that on other people? Yeah, you yeah, can do yeah, that with yeah, both yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, the amount of time that must pass to proceed with some quest. Do you see what I did there? No. Uh, it's I know it's six in the morning for you. Yes. That was a, that was a joke. No, it's always six the amount of earth time that must pass yeah. to proceed. Okay. Forget Thank it. you, Doctor Frankenfurt. God damn it. The amount of earth time that must pass to proceed with some quests and missions that require one full day or week of waiting will be decreased. 
Thank you. Yes. Total preach. Yes. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Mm-hmm. The Aragon Weapon Weapon Skill Acquisition Quests. I'm kind of surprised this wasn't in from the get-go with uh, the new weapons. Because, uh... I mean, um, the Mythic Weapon Skills were in there, like, right off the bat. That was one of the big selling points. Yeah. Weapon Skills available to everybody! It's approximately 30 days after it was introduced. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not doesn't, I don't really care either way. Yeah. I mean, even then, the only one that really people would bother getting is the uh, Rune Fencer one anyway, so... Well, it, there's... I don't think there's still very much information about what these weapon skills actually because do. Because nobody's finished the freaking weapon because the requirements are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think they're ridiculous, but they are mythical equivalent. <sighs> I think they're honestly hard to get the mythics at this point. I don't know. I already have 600 high purity bald. Yeah, but you do realize how many you need, right? Is it a thousand? Oh, it's way more than a thousand. Ten thousand? It's like, uh, I think it was like a... Ten thousand. No, because you need, like, the what's the first one like the first stage you need it's like 100 then 500 then 500 and then, then 2500 and then people are thinking it's going to be um 2500 times five for the last stage don't don't quote me on this um i believe somebody confirmed that it was uh 9999 <laughs> and on top of that you need an item that you can only get with plasm that costs 2.5 million plasm yeah, it, that just, it's so... Uh, and then I, 25k obsidian fragments, which isn't horrible. That right. part isn't horrible. I think that's like the comparable to, what is it, the Enerjar tokens or the yeah. the Nizel tokens? Like, I mean, I, I don't mind the idea of it, but the thing is, is that there was no reason to do coalition assignments up until uh, these came out. Because with assaults, at least you were able to buy gear. Well, and there, you could continue to buy, you know, better gear as there, you went on and did those assaults. There, they, wa- there was uh, a reason to do it that they took away. The original reason to do it was that the higher rank you were collectively, the lower the cost of the key item to enter Wild Keepers were. But then they nerfed that's that. That's right, yeah. And so, yeah, for a while there wasn't much of a reason to do it. Hmm. Other than it's um, arguably quick XP. Yeah, but everybody's already, you know, level cap, so... Yeah. Whoa, actually, somebody apparently finished the Ruin Mythic Sword thing. I wanted to be the first one, but I knew that wouldn't happen. Yeah, but, uh, stuff. So, the Geomancer Club weapon skill, Exudation, Exudation, maybe? I'm not sure. Is that how it's actually sort of spelled, or is that just your sort of... That's phonetic spelled out, yes. I actually attempted to... Okay, I was sure if they actually put hyphens in the weapon skill name. That's really stupid looking. No. (laughs) Um, But you know how they spell pretty much anything in Adolin is like, without vowels. (laughs) With a couple of clicks here and there. Yeah. To undertake this quest, players must speak to an NPC with an unpronounceable name in Eastern Adelin while being a level 99 geomancer. Mm. Um, it is not literally an unpronounceable name. It's just I cannot even uh, be, uh, begin to attempt to pronounce the name. It's some Mithra in Eastern Adelin. Um, in the geomancer outfit, I'm assuming. No, actually. Oh. they. Oh. I think they are related to the geomancer relic armor quests. Similarly, the rune fencer one is related to either the artifact or the, the relic armor. That would make sense. Um, but it's not the quest giver where you originally get the job from in both cases. Mm. Uh, and then 
added the Rune Fencer Greatsword Weapon Skill Dimidation. Sure, let's go with that. Dimidia Dia. Yeah, wait. I'll just say Dimidiation. Dimidiation. Yeah, I think it's Dimidiation. Yeah, sounds like a Sailor Moon attack. Dimidiation! Do you know they put all of that on Hulu now? What? They started putting up all the uncensored versions of Sailor Moon on Hulu. What's Sailor Moon? I'm just kidding. To undertake this quest, players must speak to Gadiax in Western Adeline while being a level 99 rune fencer. I happen to know who that NPC is. He stands outside of the Inventors Coalition, and he's the one where... Ah, spoilers. Uh, well, he does it spoil for the rune fencer artifact quest or anything, or course uh, I think it's. I think it might be mission. It's either rune fencer or missions, but either way, there, there's just a fun little exchange that you have with him. I'll okay. leave it at that. Cool. It's kind of like me on the corner every Saturday night. Mm, that reminds me. Mm. I was trying to explain RMT to somebody who has no idea what this game is. RMT? RMT. Oh. Uh, Whoa. How too much? Never mind. Uh, how, but RM, But they have gold traders in other games. Yeah, but this person like doesn't play video games even. Oh. Which was really funny. Like I don't even know how we got onto this subject, but I, yeah. I was like, so, so imagine this for a second. And I know I'm going way off topic, but whatever. So, so imagine this, uh, you know, RMT is sort of like drug dealers are in real life, except they're really bad drug dealers because drug dealers typically try to be covert. You know, they don't stand on the street wearing nothing but subligar, a.k.a., you know, bikini bottoms, shouting that they have drugs to sell. <laughs> oh, well, you see, I would have explained it in more of the literal sense where it's Chinese sweatshop people sort of mm. making, or well, it was at least for a while, uh, Chinese sweatshop farming up cheap items. I, I guess I don't, I don't mean the stuff. actual people behind the RMT. I just like the, the RMT in-game. Oh, they're in-game prostitutes, yeah. No, yeah, you know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah. Um, I heard you like merits and your merits. Merits? Yeah, oh, good goodness. <laughs> this is funny. Um... It's something. I don't know if funny is the word I'd use. So, merit point category expansion. A new entry, maximum merit points, will be added to the HP slash MP merit point category. And by placing one point in this category, it will adjust the character's maximum number of merit points by one up to a possible of 15. In other words, you're spending merit points to increase the amount of spendable merit points. Yeah. Yo, dog. Yeah, that's um, that's something. So, uh, to clarify, um, what this is basically is there's caps already on certain categories. There's going to be a new category where you can spend your merit points to raise the cap of other categories, but there's a finite limit, so you can't raise the cap across the board. Like, uh, I don't know why they just didn't raise the cap. Across code. the board, I don't. Because well, the thing is, if you look, like the mer- the maximum merit points thing is only for the HP and MP one. Mm. It's not for attributes. It's not for combat or magic skills. Uh, no, it just says it'll be added to the HP MP category. So below what it lists is pre-adjustment. The HP MP is fifteen. You'll be able to increase it to a maximum of forty-five. Attributes pre-adjustment are twenty-four. Post-adjustment forty-five. Combat skills pre-adjustment thirty-two. Post-adjustment fifty-six. Magic skills pre-adjustment thirty-two. Post-adjustment forty-eight. And then specific attributes guarding. Uh, yeah, specific attributes guarding and parrying. No, I'm sorry. Specific attributes stats pre-adjustment are twelve. Post-adjustment fifteen, which isn't. 
Okay, like, great. Three more. <laughs> um, and guarding, well, parrying, shield, evasion, pre-adjustment is four, post-adjustment will be eight. Well, yeah, but, like, if you look at their specific attributes, though, because the cap does go to 15 and the post-adjustment hard cap is 45, it means that you can max out a third category. So instead of having just, like, strength and int, you could have strength and, and like, charisma. Gotcha. Yeah. And th- which isn't really making sense for me under the HPMP thing, unless it means that... Okay, wait, I see what it is now. Gotcha. Okay. Because under the HPMP thing, you can max each of them to 15, but uh, since the hard cap category for the whole thing is 45, it means you can have 15 HP, 15 MP, and then 15 in the maximum merit point thing. Right. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. That They really need to work on their syntax. Yeah, that was not very clear. Or um, at least have like a screenshot to show stuff. It also doesn't seem like it's going to... I don't I don't see the, the, the defensive... Um, combat skills or the attributes being all that valuable i mean i see the the value in the magic and combat skill increase like going from 32 to 56 is substantial yeah it's true that'd be uh, another eight shield skill i think from that thing if you max that category out still so yeah but eight doesn't really seem like a lot uh, it's pretty noticeable, I think. Because, I mean, uh, shield skill, for a while, it was kind of, you know, king. And so I don't know if that has anything to do with, like, the reprisal adjustment that they did a while ago or not. Yeah, but, but, I mean, here, here's my thing with that. It's like, um, O-Chain and Aegis have no shield skill plus on them, still. And some of the new shields that they've added have, like, plus 100, plus 150 shield skill on it. Right, but they still have less block rate than the other two. Because it's the, like the way that Aegis No Chain, they pretty much have. I think it's a block rate of like the special like level six category, which is that blocks you know large amounts of damage, but quite frequently, like almost to an absurd extent. I think like O Chain itself is like 95 percent block rate or something. But even then, the shield skill helps because I think it does something with. Um, I think it helps with um, like interruption rate or something. I could be totally wrong. I don't play Paladin, but it does something or other. If you play Paladin and know the correct answer to this, please email us at petfoodbeta at gamerescape.com <laughs> to participate in this discussion because we like to know stuff and we don't know stuff. I'm a little embarrassed. Are you? Are you? Yeah, I have an Aegis. Get out. I do. We're done. You, you can you can sashay away. Um, no, I mean, Paladin used to be my main job. I'm, uh, I'm ashamed I don't know this. Right. But, but yeah, so email us at petfoodbeta at gamerescape.com and tell us what's going on. That takes us into dev tracker gems. Um, yes. So here, so some interesting stuff. There's, they've been pretty active this week in the forums. Um, the first thing is adjustments to crafting uh, the kit recipes. Did you have a chance to check this out ahead of time? No, I didn't. Okay, so I'll, I'll read exactly what Kamate wrote in the forums. Uh, he said, put simply, synth- synthesis kits are items meant to in- meant for increasing your synthesis skills. If you have a synthesis kit on hand, along with a crystal, you'll be able to synthesize the item attributed to the kit. The kits will be purchased from each guild's shop. Don't worry, they cannot be sold out and price will not fluctuate. And there are different kits for each level range. And by using a synthesis kit, you can increase your synthesis skill without worrying about whether the materials you need have been sold out. Um, the kits do cost gill, and you won't be able to produce high-quality items with them. Uh, but also, if you fail, the synthesis kits will not be lost, and they will be introduced to increase your options when leveling synth skills up until level 50 for each kit. 
Uh, just a quick sort of fix there. They will be lost. Oh, okay. They will be lost. Yeah, yeah. So what this what this means to me is that they have made it a lot easier to skill up your subcrafts. Yeah, which is quite nice. I appreciate it. And I also, I think there's some people complaining that they don't have anything but beyond level 50. But you know what? I Honestly, and I, I, I talked to some people in my shell about this. Most people agree that the items for the lower level synths are a little harder to obtain sometimes. Like, just try... Just try getting bay leaves, for example, when Bastok isn't number one conquest. Like, <laughs> you know, just stupid oh. stuff like that. I don't know, like, cause I mean, like, I've done cooking for like throughout the entirety of it, and I never had a problem getting ingredients, really. But then again, that's because I have meat, like, a ton of mules, so that's probably why. Yeah, because <laughs> I have a mule for each city, um, so that's probably why I don't really have big issues with other people. And also, I don't mind swapping to other nations to just buy out a ton of ingredients. Like, I remember when um, maple sugar was kind of harder to get, I would end up uh, going onto my Sandoria mule and just sort of stocking up on it. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 cooking is the only craft I've skilled up. Yeah. So yeah, I can relate. <laughs> um, I'm I'm actually personally looking forward to this quite a bit because crafting is something I only uh, sort of dabbled in um, with with cooking, and so um, I'm excited to be able to just you know be able to craft things. For example, like shihei. That will be actually quite nice because I've got um, cooking in 99 and um, fishing in 92, and neither of which actually make me as much money as I'd like. Yeah. Because uh, just a, a long story short, if I spent the time to fish up the fish to cook stuff, the amount of time that it would take me to actually fish up the stuff would make it not sort of worth it if I just bought the fish and would have been able to sit all the sushi anyway, for yeah. example. So it's uh, you kind of just want something to sit, just sit down and craft, and so I would do shihei definitely, or um, like alchemic stuff. I I dig the adjustment, and yeah. I also dig the fact that it stops at fifty. Uh, well, for right now, it's that up to level fifty will be um, implemented in the June update. So I fully expect it to go up to at least um, 80 or so. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's reasonable. Um, other things, just uh, a couple, yeah, uh, some other things. Title, screen music selection. I, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm really excited about this, actually. So the dev team is looking into being able to select a alternate Vanadeel march when you get to the title screen. So, you know, when each expansion came out, the march changed. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess you'll be able to potentially select, you know, one of the ones from the other expansions as a preference. Yeah. Did you have a favorite one? Um, oh, wait, well, no, wait, since you came in late, you wouldn't have only heard the Wings of the Goddess one. Yeah, I have all of the soundtracks. I've listened yeah, to I know, but them. it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. That's true. I mean, I guess, so for me, the one that's nostalgic-ish is the Wings of the Goddess one, which is embarrassing a little bit. Yeah, I think for me it'd probably be the... Um, the one for uh, Treasures of Ottergon. I think that was probably my favorite expansion. That was a good good expansion. Yeah, because I think that's the one where um, I sort of started getting, like, sort of, for lack of a better term, balls deep into the game. Yeah. And, uh, that's yeah. the f That's the first storyline that I got very, very into. Yeah, no, I was super invested in that expansion. Oh, my God. But, uh, no, I, like, the second I can change that back to the, uh, the march from Treasures of Ottergon, I will be a happy, happy camper. I guess I just stay logged in all the time, so I don't really care as much. Me, me, see that I didn't mean. 
Uh, other adjustments, solo friendly adjustments, uh, Kamate wrote in the forums. In the next version update, we'll be adding a key item that will allow you to get past the door mechanic in Eldemi Necropolis. About time. I know, right? <laughs> Go ahead and Udiami. I've done, I'm pretty sure I've done every quest in Eldemine, uh up until this point. And it's always like, hey, hey, do you want to reactivate your account so you can go and open this door for me? It's just a nightmare beyond nightmare. I like they implement the freaking weights for quicksand caves and for uh, the other place, uh, Garliage. And this is like the last one that they put in. Seriously, this is a sp- I mean, some people say, like, uh, why now? Too late. I, I say, since artifact armor is relevant again, it's perfect yeah. timing to do this. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, it should have been put in when they put in the other stuff. Yeah, like, no, I agree. Were, it, it, uh, like honestly, when they put in the freaking uh, the cavernous maw in the past to get into the back of the citadel, citadel, yeah, mm-hmm. they should have done this because uh, access to that maw made it so anybody that had a coffer back there was able to get to it way easier, and you can't get to any of the coffers in here without another person. Well, and they've they've since adjusted um, the citadel too. There's a key item you can get there. You can just open the doors oh, yourself yeah. now. Oh yeah, but still, even then, you could just like get to the back area too yeah. if you just went through the past, but. Anyway. Anyway, um, old content drop rates. Uh, Kamate writes, As there are still items and equipment that can be obtained from older content which are still very valuable to possess, we cannot just make it easier to obtain all of the rewards from old content. Understandable. However, for the res- the specific request for the Lycopodium Sash, there have been multiple items that have and multiple items that have higher stats. I don't think there will be any problem if we ease up on the drop rate on some of these items. There is also a possibility that we completely update this content similar to the high-tier mission battlefields, but give us a bit of time to decide on the overall direction we'll be taking. That's cool. Lycopodium Sash, that's... Why are people asking for that? That's stupid. It's a daytime effect of region three. That's sick stuff. Which means I that's mean, one point five. Here's how I look here's how I look just, it, here's how I look at some of that stuff. I'm not necessarily one of these people, but also maybe because I've only been playing for about three and a half years. Um, but I know there's a lot of people who there's things that they've always wanted. Think think of it like you might have always wanted that Sergeant Slaughter G.I. Joe action figure that you could only get if you sent away for it with a, a certain amount of like UPC codes. It sounds like somebody has some childhood trauma they need to get out. I'm not one of those tell, people. T- tell me how you feel, Mr. G.I. Joe action even, figure. I didn't even have G.I. Joe's. I was a Transformer Ninja Turtles kid. Good. Um, associate with you. <laughs> it, oh, okay, let me put it this way. Some people always wanted the Optimus Prime action figure that you know the metal ones when transformers were made out of metal in the 80s that you could only get if you sent away for it blah 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 uh i see it like that it's like some people have always wanted some of these rare items in game just as collector items that's how i, I see i it. can get it i can get it because i mean um for me like for the longest time after um like you know it was completely outdated i really wanted to cure an oso for my ranger so i could look like a ranger from the 75 cap with like the o hat and stuff and just sort of glamour that stuff on yeah and especially now that you have the lock style like um yeah at least visual armor pieces uh, for collectors they're fun to have i'll admit yeah it's true but i mean it's like it's a sash you can't see the stupid sash the sash itself it's true it's a really crappy sash from moblin mace mongers and it's crap so, I don't know. It's like, 
Well, you know, I'll, I'll put they've this. Got, they've got a dev team of you know two people in their nineties sitting in a corner in a cubicle, <laughs> like that are like borderline on like the sort of straights for like elder abuse. And it's like, hey, can we get this belt that's completely irrelevant now? Just, uh, it, I hate people so much. If it is as simple as going into the the code and saying like drop rate one percent, change it to ten percent or whatever, I'm all about them spending however long it takes to to go back and just update some of these requests. Well, no, but the thing is, is that like they've got so many other things they need to work on. Like, hey, let's fix the random magic accuracy issues that completely mess people up, and it's apparently on a character by character basis instead of you know just being yeah. across the board. It's like, oh, if somebody actually progresses in the game, their magic accuracy gets worse for this one ability because they completed this mission or something. Just fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> Sorry, little bitter. Actually, no, really bitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, last couple of notes from the dev tracker is that the this is exciting dev team is still tinkering with new red red mage spells no details on those just yet so that's exciting i know a long time ago they had kind of hinted at new enfeebles and like haste too that's cool red mage is, is used a little more now than like a year and a half ago maybe but it's still not used very much well i think one of the big things that sort of helped red mage get used is that there are swords now that have um or, well, no not just swords but like the weapons that have the massive magic accuracy skill on it so they don't have to worry about their stuff just not landing at all yeah which is really nice yeah I and, mean, you'll, um, you'll i i do also kind of like the fact that with the swords you could arguably get away with meleeing stuff which is kind of hilarious yeah i have i have played red mage and soloed a bunch of stuff yeah um, now you know again in 2014 i miss the days of old when red mage just sort of dominated over everything it was so good red mage is a fun job well you weren't around when like red mage sub ninja was like one of the best tanks ever (laughs) so (laughs) no i wasn't Um, yeah oh my god look uh look up some youtube videos of it it's just insane i've seen like old videos at like 75 cap of like red mage soloing genbu or whatever oh no like even then like that's fine like that was like chump change well not really chump change because you know not at 75 cap soloing it was still relatively difficult but uh the tanking aspect of it was just hilarious because you could and was totally broken you could not get hate off of them yeah like it was just it was insane but uh um yeah they replied to some people talking or asking about a mog dumpster and they said no mog dumpster for you um what that was or the mog trash can was some people were saying like are asking about the possibility of having a mog trash can that when you toss items they would be in the trash can for a week in which time you would you would have that amount of time to retrieve them and they basically said "Uh, yeah that's not really going to be feasible because what that actually is so stupid (laughs) what that actually people are so stupid i know uh, I'm uh, totally with the dev team on it, but their their explanation yeah. for it was something to the effect of like if they did that, they would have to create an unlimited storage type system, which just flat out isn't possible. Well, it kind of is. It's called the delivery box. You just keep even saying, that has a cap. Well, no, it has a cap of like I think it's like what two fifty six or something. Yeah, yeah. But even that, it's like an extra two hundred spaces that nobody actually thinks of, and you can just cycle through it 
eight oh, items at a time. I know a lot of people think of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. Uh, before they added these two storage boxes, it was a pain to use my delivery box because I would have like 30, 40, 50 items in there. Well, the thing is with the storage systems, they're like the goldfish model where you've got the bigger bowl and so your inventory just keeps growing and you don't actually realize it until it's like, oh, hey, I have four spaces left with my, you know, nine different inventories. Yeah. Oh, well, just- I will say this, that the Mog wardrobe has really helped me with that problem because it keeps it organized a little bit like i've put all of my cross job equipment or not all of it but I've, the only stuff that's in the wardrobe is cross job equipment and mm-hmm. it just stays there permanently okay. so now i have a lot more free spaces to move things around like crafting items is there any lag when you uh do the swap stuff um like what, swapping gear yeah i haven't noticed that um i think even when, with a uh, fight club or no no okay uh, I think some people were having issues when it first was implemented, but I haven't heard people complain about it since. Okay, cool. They posted an update to the Broken Blue Mage spells. We touched on this earlier. The dev team is still looking Te- into te- it. Technically, we touched on it when the job was implemented, well, but that's a whole <laughs> different story. Yeah, uh, The dev team is still looking into it, but they've confirmed that spells like Torbillion, Barbed Crescent, and some other things are... And uh, Island Flourish. Don't forget the the important one that caused people to raise a giant shitstorm. Yep, they yep. are specific to certain characters, but not all players. Um, I personally can use Torbillion no problem, and notice the defense down effect lasts for you know a substantial amount of time. See, I've never had like the additional effect from Barb Crescent Land, which is really weird. So interesting. Yeah, man. It's side note. With the new Blue Mage one hour, spamming Torbillion is awesome. Because <laughs> it goes off a lot quicker than Thunderbolt or um, the, the new B um, unbridled spell. I haven't gotten that one yet. Uh, it's okay. It's not yeah. great. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm behind on my Blue Mage's stuff, which makes me sad because it's one of my favorites. I mean, the nice thing about the B spell is it's an AoE wind spell that actually does a substantial amount of damage, but it also has an additional dispel effect. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and it ca- the casting time is quicker than Thunderbolt, but Thunderbolt has a stun with it. Right. Yeah. But Torbillion, you just spam that. If it works for you... <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's the problem but if it works for you you spam that uh, spam that um and you're gonna do like 10k easy to all of the enemies within range before that ability is up assuming you have the mp for it mm. the other thing that they posted about was tp values that you see in the ui are represented as a smaller value than how it is actually calculated internally and in the june version update it will be represented in the same way as abilities and equipment and with this adjustment the maximum tp value will become 3000 instead of the current 300 what that means just to translate into english is that nothing will change about tp actually like its actual value so it will work the exact same way the difference will be it'll be displayed as the 3000 which is how it's always been calculated internally and the ui will be updated to reflect that oh so they're making it so like the tp is 1000 tp 2000 tp 3000 tp yeah okay that actually is kind of cool because you're able to see the decimals then yep okay because the, the thing is that pisses me off sort of is that if they just were able to put a decimal point there it makes so much more sense but they can't so yep yeah until the new ui comes out yeah, that's gonna be sometime. really confusing the new ui <laughs> well like yeah they're just it's gonna be wait so is it in the new ui or are they just gonna change it like across no they're the updating board? it in the current ui okay yeah 
Yeah, that's going to be weird. Hmm. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be like an extra zero, but still, it's just going to be weird. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that takes us into in-game. What have you been up to in-game? I haven't had a graphics card for a week and a half, so nothing. Well, that was quick. Yep, your turn. Um, I've been doing something I like to call Aragon Job Roulette. <laughs> Not so, much of a relic, it's just a two-sided wheel. Well, not really. Well, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what what I mean by that is, so I've been working on my coalition assignments, and they involve all, all sorts of things. For a while, I had to go and do a lot of reeves. I'm done with that now. Now I have to do some other stuff. But the way that I've been doing them is by closing my eyes and picking a random main and sub job. <laughs> Just making it just kind of more fun for me. And so the first one I did this on was Dancer Sub Nin, which wasn't all that weird of a combination, but I hadn't played Dancer in forever, so it was fun to, to kind of see the adjustments for that. And then the next one I did was Dark Knight Sub Paladin, which could have been worse. <laughs> And then this is really the worst one was yesterday. I was I ended up Scholar Sub Puppet Master. You know, to be fair, at lower levels when I was leveling Scholar, I did that because it was just nice. Because, you know, Scholar, when it first came out, was a little bit derpy. It was kind of like Internet Explorer. It was there and it was kind of useful to get other browsers, but that was about it until you got your light arts and stuff at level 10. Yeah. Well, so, no, no. Uh, and to, to be fair, Puppet is a, a pup, pup and Summoner, if you have the MP for it, as a Taru, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but Pup, especially, was a great sub job up until about, you know, level 30 or so when the gap between you and your uh, automaton. Yeah got too too wide because at level one they're the same level as you as level two they're only one level behind you you know so on and so forth right at level 99 it's ridiculous <laughs> right but even then like you know you'd have like the healing robot out potentially yeah my only problem your fours so yeah my only problem with that is you don't have the maneuvers since you can't equip an all there's no all jobs uh, alternator yeah, or uh, animator yeah there is what the level one animator is all jobs is it really yeah Crap, I tossed that. You can get a new one. I think you buy it for like 30k. You're welcome. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Pup with the White Mage Automaton isn't the worst it's, thing in the I, world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it ever, but if all of your other jobs were sort of wiped off the face of the earth, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Or you're playing Aragon Weapon Job Roulette. Yes. Like Which, honestly, is a little bit of fun because it got me to play some jobs I hadn't in a while and like kind of mess around with like different combinations. I kind of wish I thought of this idea earlier because I would have tried more things like, for example, Paladin Sub Scholar. Um, which is a little laughable if you at first, but when you start to think about it, it's like... No, I don't think it's that laughable. You get Ascension, Protect 4, Ascension, Shell 5, you know, um, you get a significant healing boost in your skill. I would have used it for um, Celerity or Prizal, but that's about a... Celerity? That's the um, the fast cast one for the white magic. So you'd be able to have the half... Uh, so let's say Reprisal had like a three minute Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The job ability. I was thinking it was a yeah. spell for some reason. No, no, no. No, yeah, I actually, for a little while, when I was I was trying that out, I had that macroed with reprisal. Okay. Yeah, it's quite awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. what I've been doing, working on coalition stuff. I think I'm legend status for two coalitions so far. 
groove, eh? Um, some of the th- some of the quests are actually pretty funny. I'm on the working on the Mummers one now, and the morale support quests. Have you done any of those? No, I'm very behind and stuff. <laughs> they're they're kind of entertaining. I mean, you have to um, you have to go out to Frontier Station workers and like cheer them up, like entertain them basically. You know, which is what the Mummers Coalition is supposed to do. Well, uh, yeah, and but what you have to do is you have to approach them from a certain direction and use a specific emote and like if you don't do it correctly they're all, they say like funny things to you like are you okay do you need to see a physician like <laughs> like coming up to them and like looking surprised they just kind of look at you and they're like uh are you well <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i like that kind of stuff uh that takes us to emails This week, and it is from Kitty Love. Kitty, Kitty Love writes, "Oh snap! Uh, I guess this was anonymous from last week." Mm. They write, uh, "Oh snap! I can't believe I didn't give my name. I'm Kitty Love of Carbuncle." Uh, Hi. Oh my goodness! Uh, I started playing the game a little bit after it came out, and on my parents' computer after begging my mom to let me use her credit card. Uh, playing until about the time Wings of the Goddess came out and took a giant break. Came back about four months ago, and I'm currently working on my seventh level 99 job. Once again, I've re-listened to the show while farming my NMs for MP weapons and currency and Dynamis. And so my question to you all this week is with the advent of Del Boss weapons and the ridiculous damage you can pump out from those things, are the REM weapons really worth all of the trouble? The Delph boss weapons may not have the cool job ability modifiers like the Mythics or cool after effects like the Aftermath Glow, but the superior base damage like the Great Katana Tsurumaru and similar stat vomit, I feel like it is an equivalent weapon without requiring the months of REM or the months of effort that REMs require. What do you all think? P.S. Where can I find these sweet tracks you play throughout the show? Uh, I'll answer the P.S. real quickly. Some of the tracks can be found on an album called Run Wild by a band named Resolution that I may or may not have anything to do with. Um, I guess partial disclosure. So you can find that uh, on Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of, all those kind of places. God, shameless self-promotion, jeez. Hey man, I, w- I was trying to avoid it, but somebody asked, so there you go. <laughs> Uh, and just to clarify, the remix tracks I actually just made specifically for the show, and there's there's no like full versions posted anywhere. Maybe at some point I'll make them available. But so if you really like the tracks, keep on listening. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. But the kind of the the rock and roll tracks are are on that album. So. So, the original question, what do you think about our REM weapons worth it? Um, I think they're worth it if you want them to be worth it, which sounds kind of like a really dickish way to respond, but here's my logic behind it. If you want a weapon, and you're willing to put the time in for it, then it's worth it to you. Like, I would love a mythic weapon. I think it would be great. Is it worth me doing a ton of time, like, for a bunch of events and stuff? I would say yes, because I don't really have anything else really going on, and it's not interfering with my personal life, so I can do a little bit here, a little bit there. Might as well. But the thing is, on the other hand, Empyrean weapons for me, not worth it so much, because they're harder to upgrade. Yeah. So I would say relics and mythics, if you have the time and the resources, 
is go for it because the storylines revolving around both of them are actually quite good also yeah but uh empyreans not so much because they're fairly outdated i will say that and i will i will agree with most of that the exceptions for the empyreans i think are Otane is worth it and not as hard to make as some of the other empyreans um, and the corsair gun also the uh the, the still, still upgrading it the heavy metal plate still is you, nope you don't need to after um i think it's like 85 because the weapon skill is not based off of the gun damage but you can get the weapon skill without making the empyrean now right but you could argue what's going to take less time actually going up and farming up all the coins and stuff or just going killing something like 30 times well you can you can do best of both worlds you can camp the nms before abyssia and then do the wings of the goddess part at a significantly reduced rate true, true. i did that yeah. for my hand to hand and it did not take very long at all yeah. Uh, any, anyway, just to finish my thought, I think the the O chain is worth it for MP. The harp is worth it for the MP. The rest of the Empyreans, I don't personally, I don't think are worth it. There's just the amount of time involved to get and and Gil involved to get heavy metal plates just doesn't the payoff just isn't there. I don't think relics are on the spectrum of you know compared comparatively, I think they're a lot easier to get and the quests are you know interesting. Um, and they're borderline worth it. I mean, I guess they're worth it in the sense that they're significantly easier to make now. Well, I think, um, to an extent, though, like, sorry to interrupt your thought, like, I think there's, like, a big sort of difference between, like, um, something being difficult and something being time-consuming. Relics, I would say, are more time-consuming, whereas I would say mythics are more difficult. Or, man, actually, maybe converse, reverse that, yeah. Relics are more difficult, mythics are more time-consuming, because with the relics, you have to go and get all of your, um, the umbral marrows, which is probably the worst part of it. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, like, I mean, we don't, if they just came back to the game, they probably don't have a big shell. Even so, the prices on all the servers have gotten down to, like, under 5 million for marrows. Even then, still kind of, eh. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, think about it, like, if you're working on a relic and you need marrows and you don't have a shell to fight ADL, you can go do salvage twice, and there's one marrow. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, what, what was I thinking? You can do salvage for a week and get a marrow in a week. Yeah, that is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and then, so the mythics, I think, are still, and maybe even more so now, superior to the other weapons in the game for the most part. Mm. Um, the amount of time and effort required for the mythic is still pretty large, uh, even though they're a lot easier now. I think the thing is, though, with the mythic is that all the stuff that you do, it's not super hard. It's all 75 content. Yeah, whereas it is with time-consuming, uh, though. Yeah, it's time-consuming, whereas with Relic, you know, the monsters were scaled up a bit, so... Yeah, uh, and so... You know, there was a point maybe two years ago where Empyreans were the ones to get because they were the easiest to get. Mm. Once they stopped being valuable at 85 or 90, um, and you needed the heavy metal plates to make them useful again, I, I just don't think the the Empyreans are worth it anymore. Right. That's just my opinion. So if you want to go for the relics or the you feel like you want to sink the investment into the mythics, I said do it because the additional effects are, um, are pretty awesome for the most part. Mm. Um, but I do need a caveat that <laughs> and say that some of the jse weapons that were just added last update 
are maybe not a suitable replacement, but they close the gap quite a quite a lot. Yeah, like it's I don't know. Those I have issues with those because some of them are nice, others kind of crap. Yep. Like the harp, I think from the JSC stuff, kind of nice. Other than that, nothing really popped out at me. Yeah. Harp or is it a horn? I think it's a harp, right? I, I believe it's a harp. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll say this personally. I bef- I've had I have four Empyreans and a relic. My relic is Aegis, so or Aegis. I always say Aegis. I don't know why. I think it is Aegis, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think Sorry. it's Aegis. Anyway, um, that one is level ninety nine, and that's also not hard to get to level ninety nine because there's no one nineteen version of it, so you don't need to worry about upgrading it further. The four Empyreans that I have, I have the Katana, Almus, the Great Axe, and I can't even remember what the other one is. Let's find out by stopping. Oh, the Dagger. You. That's it. Cake Slicer. <laughs> Bachelor. Uh, and I will not be upgrading any of those to 99. So there's there's my answer as far as that goes. But I am working on the Rune Mythic equivalent because it looks awesome. Yeah. Well, I think like some of them they, some of them are quite good. Like the Rune Fencer one is nice, and the Black Mage one is nice and stuff. But then you get something laughable like the Blue Mage Sword, and it just it's kind of embarrassing. So, I, uh, uh, embarrassingly, don't know much about the Blue Mage Sword. It's just plus ten to all stats. There's nothing special on it, really. The Mythic? No, the uh, oh, the JSE one. JSE one, yeah. No, the Blue Mage Mythic is amazing. Oh my god, I would kill for that. Like that, that that's I think is kind of like the big difference. Like the relic weapons are sort of hit and miss, but the, with the Mythic weapons, if you like that job, nine times out of ten you'll be like, oh my god, I want that Mythic. Yeah, the Mythic ones, by and large, I think it's generally accepted that they are the best ones in the game. Yeah, because of like the unique traits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, hope we answered the question. Yeah. If you have further questions, feel free to email us at petfoodbeta at gamerscape.com. And you can tweet at us at petfoodbeta. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, I guess we can, uh, well, we can talk after the show about yeah, special I there, shows. So I didn't make a beep and stuff in your okay. type thing, because I figured, you know, between Daisy and my shenanigans, that you'd have enough to edit. <laughs> Man, my dog was excited to talk to you. He is. I, or, and or breathe at you. <laughs> it's so fun you know what's you know what's funny i before we before we end the show i just have to give an interesting well it's not interesting but an anecdote about my dog Mm. when she hears the tavnasia music come on which is what i've replaced the juno music with yeah yeah um she immediately calms down because that's where my character afk is all the time and i kind of leave it on when i'm not around (laughs) that's amazing yeah so there you go that does it for this episode of pet food beta thanks for putting up with us this week that's definitely the way i would put it (laughs) we'll catch you next time on pet food beta i was waiting for that right yep it's like it's like um you know do you want do you ever watch pro wrestling or have you ever no Uh, i i i like to believe i have a degree of uh not pro wrestling involved in me oh my god this puppy this picture of puppies looks like fried chicken